Hello and welcome to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, where I, Michelle Carville, interview business leaders around the practicalities of how, in this hyper-connected digital age, they are embracing digital technologies to tune in and connect and communicate. You can find all episodes of the podcast together with show notes via our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. In this episode of the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, I'm delighted to interview Carl Marotta, CEO of Skills Alliance. Carl is an experienced staffing and services professional with over 15 years experience working within the life science and technology sectors. He began his career working within pharmaceutical drug development before moving into executive recruitment. Having grown one pan-European and a second North American recruitment consultancy, Carl has since utilized his vision and network to transform Skills Alliance from a small startup business to a leading global pharmaceutical services organization. So, Carl, it's great to have you here on the podcast. Thanks for being here. It's great to be here, Michelle. Thanks for, thanks for having me. So we met, if you remember, a few years ago now at a social CEO roundtable with LinkedIn. Um, and it was a really interesting event because it was bringing together a number of leaders around digital literacy and what people were doing in the social media space. And I remember at the time you being quite active even back then. So can you tell me a little bit about how you started with social media and, and how it fits into your role as a as a leader so far? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> I actually remember that uh, that meeting well. It was uh, a really positive event. And uh, I think I learned a lot, as did uh, a lot of the people who attended. I mean, um, I've probably been using social media from a business perspective since the early 2000s, maybe 2002, 2003. Um, I'm relatively young, I guess, uh, as a CEO um, at 37. So I was using LinkedIn, I guess, really initially to get my first job, if I'm honest with you. So I left university in 2002, 2003. Um, and back then, LinkedIn was a very, very... Um, uh, I guess, um, immature website with, with very um, uh, a little amount of information on it. But mm-hmm. it was uh, purely business-focused and, and for people who were trying to network, really. Um, I put my details on there, and, and luckily enough, I got headhunted for a role in industry. So kind of did its job. Um, worked, in, worked in the pharmaceutical industry for a few years before I ended up in staffing. And again, I, I used LinkedIn um, to update my profile to, to make sure that all my details are on there. Really, as an aid to get a get a um, a transition into the recruitment and staffing world. So, um, for me, an early adoption of, of, of social media was purely selfish and beneficial to try and find a job and then progress yeah. my career. And I'm sure for a number of people, that still very much is the case. You know, uh, I mean, it's it's still used, and and now it's kind of it's normal, isn't it? You like you said, you were quite an early adopter back then, but now it's it's part and parcel of what we do as as getting our own our own platforms out there really and our own profiles mm. out there so tell me a bit about how your engagement with platforms have evolved then over the years um from from a business sense i guess initially it was on a personal level but when i moved into staffing um and and progressed within recruitment you know i used it more as a business tool to 
find and engage with potential candidates and clients. Um, again, 12, 13 years ago, um, social media or um, online presence of, of, of high-level professionals was, was a lot less. So it was hard to find candidates and it was hard to find potential clients. And so I really used it to, to, to map my network, map my market, and try and develop relationships with people. So um, whereas today it's a little bit more of a social tool, if we look at LinkedIn specifically, um, back in the day it was really business focused. So um, that's why I try and keep my network even today as tight as possible mm-hmm. um, and connect only with people who are really relevant. You know, I use other other platforms for, for um, various other areas, you know, in my personal life, I use Instagram and, and other things for, for social, but I, I, on a work setting, I try and keep it, you know, independent. And therefore, my posts on LinkedIn are, are purely work focused. So that's interesting. So it's, it's an interesting that on the podcast, I've been interviewing quite a few, you know, different people and different perspectives. And one of the questions I always ask is, you know, well, what's the view about balancing that personal life and business life? And some people have said, oh, you know, they're kind of inextricably linked. It's very diff- difficult to separate them. So I, I do find some of my personal life weaving into what I'm doing in business and some of my business life weaving into what I'm doing on on social media. Do you find that or, or are you saying you keep them quite separate and you, you purposely do that? Um, I, I prefer to keep them separate. I definitely agree that the two intertwine um, and the business and pleasure intertwines anyway. So a lot of um, uh, people I uh, develop relationships with on a, um, on a uh, work perspective become, you know, good friends and, and mm. colleagues I socialize with. So it's not that I completely separate social or personal and, and, and business, but I think when I'm communicating, especially if I'm commuti- communicating from a, um, a company perspective, yeah. Um, so if I'm on my company LinkedIn page, for example, it's 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 work focused and it's focused on um, uh, the audience that I'm trying to to build a relationship with. Um, so I think you always have to think about what your audience looks like um, and who you're trying to interact with, and then make sure that your posts are relevant to that. So what I post on my um, on my business side versus my personal side are a bit different. Um, I, I, the one thing I've read a lot of, um, and it does work, is if you if you include personal information mm-hmm. into your post, you know you're much more likely to get attraction because people are interested in 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 in, in people. Yeah. So you're you know that, and that's you're right. You know, people people do engage with people. So on that front, then, given that you know your environment is staffing, is social something that is embraced within your organization? Do you encourage your teams and your employees to get involved as, as the leader of that organization? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, um, staffing is a social job anyway. So it's really important that we're <clears throat> active with with our community. So it's 100% embraced. Um, along with everything else, we embrace it at Skills Alliance. So we encourage flexible working, remote working, and we really believe in empowering our staff mm-hmm. to do pretty much, um, uh, 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 I guess, utilize every tool they can that's at their disposal. So all of our uh, all of our staff are trained, encouraged, supported um, to really engage online, and that means writing blogs, discussing topics, really trying to become um, thought leaders in their market, and then communicating that to the to the online community. So. Um, we embrace it and the way I always view my staff is, you know, they are 
they're running their own little um, business, I guess, and it's really important for them to, to be seen as, um, uh, I guess, market experts at what they do. Um, so anything they can do to, um, uh, to I guess, show that externally um, via social media, their online presence, or anything else that might make sense, we, we really encourage. Um, and, you know, showing their persona- personality along with it. Yeah, and it's 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 uh, Chris Bartley, um, and another one of the um, interviewees on the podcast. He he was saying a similar thing about building up thought leadership within the organisation because that can only be good for the organisation and good for the employee. And the question I pose there, and I'll pose it again, is is that of course some people would feel that there's a big risk then in in building up these wonderful this wonderful talent only for it to go elsewhere. I mean, I think that's a really naive approach to, mm. to anything in 2019. You could say the same about protecting your data and yeah. worrying about um, uh, every candidate that you put on um, a CRM or ATS system. I mean, people are, um, information is freely available and people are free to choose what they do with it. And I think if a person is with you for two years, and spends that two years promoting themselves, but also your brand, mm. um, you know, adds to the bottom line, is a really active and positive part of your business, um, encourages um, uh, the social aspect, aspects of your business, and that's, that's a, a benefit to everybody. And then if they move on at some point, good, good luck to them, and thank you for, for everything you've done. Yeah. I really don't think you can view, view it. You can't view data in any other way than freely accessible to everybody, and therefore you just need to use it, make the most of it, and embrace it. Really, yeah. I, I mean, I really like that. I think it's a you know, it's a it's a current way of thinking, isn't it? And uh, it's it's almost. I like the idea of every employee is running their own little business, you know, and 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 be given has that freedom and is empowered to use the tools um, in order to do the role in the best way that they can possibly achieve it, you know. Um, and and that's yeah. That that's that's a great way to think of it. So you know yeah. you've been you've been using social for a number of years. It's a big part of the business that you drive. You you mentioned yourself. You're a, you know I suppose you are a millennial. Um, so one would say that <laughs> you know there's no there's no uh, if you don't mind me saying that um, you know so there's no so it's aligned with what you've kind of been uh, used to from like you say coming out of university using these tools and now obviously driving your business and and encouraging the people that you work with to to do the same so what kind of things because there are there are a lot of leaders a lot of ceos a lot of people you know in management positions and and at every level of leadership thinking about what they need to be doing potentially with digital technologies and social technologies, there's still a lot of fear, there's still a lot of scepticism. Um, what would you say to, to people around that? You know, is it, is it optional now to be on these channels? I don't think so. I think you really need to embrace it. You know, um, I believe in really clear, open, honest communication with all my employees. That's mm-hmm. something that's really important to me. Um, and I think that needs to be communicated both internally and externally. And social media is a great way of doing it. It reinforces that honesty and that trust. Um, and I am a millennial, just about. <laughs> I squeezed into that. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty natural behavior for me. But I think for a lot of people, it's not so much. Um, I went to a, a round table a few weeks ago, and it was a lot of um, 
CEOs or sort of MDs of, of, of staffing and recruitment businesses. And a lot of people had a, a, a surprising amount of fear um, and, and, and hesitance around using social. Yeah. It was quite surprising. Um, the, the talk was actually on AI and automation. And I think we were the only business really that have implemented a lot of automation tools um, to, to really ease the burden on our day-to-day lives. Yeah. So we talk about social, but it's all it's yeah. technology as a whole, you know. I really believe in using the technology that we have at our fingertips to, to make our lives easier and, and more streamlined and quicker and more efficient. Mm. And that really gives us more time as, as leaders or even as employees to, uh, to, do, the, to, to do, do what we're tasked with, which is build relationships with people um, and then uh, focus on our, our vision and goals, yeah. um, which is to support yeah. our client base. Um, with their with their end goals as well. So I believe in people dealing more on the people side and using technology to really really take the burden off of all the um the administrative work that traditionally staffing firms have had. Yeah, and 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 you know that is you make a very valid point there around that social technologies are just one component, aren't they, of the digital landscape really that it's yeah. digital literacy and and everything that goes with it and if if organizations and and leaders are just catching up with social well you know there's a whole load of other stuff to be considered oh, yeah. as, as well isn't there you know like you say ai and, yeah. and 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 all of those aspects as well um and so and that's another point that you that i think is really valid because i think often around you know, you mentioned there about communicating internally and externally and that open and that tra- that openness, that transparency and that social technologies enable that because there is that freedom of of being able to connect with you, you, you know, that you're not this hierarchy CEO sat away in a boardroom that nobody sees, you know, you're there and you're visible I know you've got, you know, your organization, you've got offices around the world. You can't always be visible physically, but you can be through the social technologies and accessible through those technologies. Mm. And, and that's an important part, isn't it? Of, of, it's not just about the external facing with your external stakeholders. It's your internal ones, too. Yeah, we, yeah, we're trying to, I'm trying to improve our internal communication because I don't think it was at all times as good as it could be. Mm. Um, we, we have a marketing manager now who's helped with that, but really we've used, again, um, little pieces of technology um, to just help communicate in real time. Yeah. So we use Microsoft yeah. Teams, which has been really good for us to chat across all the offices at all times. So there could be searches that are global or mandates that we're working on with a, a global client. And we have real-time conversations on Microsoft Teams, which really helps us. Um, and that, that communication is both social and business-related, you know. So it's also about what people are, are doing outside of work to keep, um, to keep the culture positive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do, like, blogs, which has been a really, really key learning point for us. So we have a, a weekly blog rotor. Um, well, it's, it's probably bi-weekly right now and we have all of our employees one by one research a topic they then have to present that topic internally to the rest of the business um it's like an hour q a every thursday morning between 8 30 and 9 30 mm-hmm. so a new hot topic in our market um they present it and then there's a, a fairly healthy discussion um which is which is shown across the businesses um in in the uk it's normally the swiss in the uk office 
Um, and then they write a blog in it, and the blog is published on our website, and then there's communication on social afterwards. So we're Great. trying to tie in the internal Great. communication with the external uh, presentation of what we're doing, and that then also ties into our thought leadership. So yeah, they are I thought leaders yeah. in their market, they're experts, and uh, they're trying to show that. And that's a great loop, isn't it? You know, I love that because it's hugely collaborative. It's also empowering for the individual to have to go off. Everybody's learning. So you've got that shared community learning um, aspect, the breaking down of those silos for internal comms. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the optimization of all of that content because not only are you creating it as a thought leadership piece, you're also then taking it and, and chopping it up and sharing aspects of it to socialize it as such to, to, and to, to expand the reach of it. So both internal and external communications working beautifully there. Yeah, and it's um, it's it, it it's actually um a real positive in the office. It gets the the business thinking, and it mm. gets the individual to you know to 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 have some original thought around um a a, a piece of work that isn't just day to day um staffing. So they get to do some research. They get to really do, talk about the 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 area of the market they're passionate about. And then they get to show um uh, to their colleagues that they they are market experts. And also learn a little bit more about public speaking, which a lot of the more junior um, staff we have are, are sometimes fairly hesitant about. So there's lots of li- lots of little learns there that really help. Yeah, brilliant. And do you do you how about video in the business then? So the, from the blog perspective, that's all the research. Thing. Have you taken to getting any of your team up on video, connecting that way, showcasing? Um, you know, we use video. Yeah, sorry. Um, we use video quite a lot internally, but we're, we're not at the point where we're really using it externally. Mm. And I think that's just been a conscious decision. So if you look at all of our training sessions, we use various different um, uh, tools, but probably the one we use most right now because it links all the offices is a, um, I guess is a video platform called Blue Jeans. And uh, you can record all of your training sessions and watch them back. You can um, uh, make sure that there's all audio there. Mm. And, and so all of the training we do internally um, in, in one office, it could happen in California, it could happen in London, New York, wherever, wherever the training is happening, can then be shared across all of our offices and it's stored on, um, on SharePoint. Mm-hmm. So then we have access to all of the training sessions that have ever happened from any hiring manager to our L&D department um, at any one time. So if people miss it, they can pick it up. If people want to go back on it, they can, they can review it again. And all the notes are with the, the presentation as well. So video is great. We use it. We also use it internally to interview candidates um, and, and, and to speak with clients. So we're very social when it comes to, to making sure that we can assess people's behaviors um, on a visual way, not only um, um, uh, via audio, but we just don't use it to advertise jobs externally um, or to, to speak externally on LinkedIn right now. Brilliant. It sounds like you've got some really wonderful systems going there with optimizing all of the conversations, the, the content and indeed the education that's going on within the organization. So, so you know, digital and technology is clearly a big part of, of Skills Alliance then, isn't it, within the framework of how your, your operations. What has been your, would you say, your biggest learning so far around digital and social technologies? Um, <clears throat> if you look at all the technology we've 
um, implemented or, or, or researched over the, the last 18 to 24 months. I think really it's not to panic about whether you're using the latest AI tool or, or latest technology piece because there, there's so much around. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just such a, a plethora of options when it comes to um, sourcing or automation or outreach. Um, it's more about making sure you choose the right tools for your business um, and more so than actually integrating it because you can end up with 10 different platforms yeah. Um, and, and they don't talk to each other. And then there's a real issue with people actually utilizing the, 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 the technology um, that you've, uh, you've invested in. So I spent a long time last year, sort of, we have an office in California, so I spent a few weeks in San Francisco and also a few weeks in London just speaking with startup tech businesses, um, to really trying to understand what they could offer us and how they could partner with us um, for various different aspects um, of the recruitment process, all the way from outreach through to through to um, video assessment, cultural assessment, personality assessment, all these kind of things that are really important. Um, and it was it was it was the the learn for me was to work with a company who's able to integrate it into the systems you already have, and just yeah. not to overload the, the the staff you have. So there's there every day you could you know go online and and find ten new technologies that could potentially benefit your business. Um, there's lots of good companies out there, and it's it's a, it's a really hot topic. Um, software sales is is, is a, a big a big career opportunity for people as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just about making sure that you use the right technology for you, not 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 allowing it to become overbearing, and make sure it's integrated into your core systems. Yeah, good advice because you know the more friction, as you say, the less appetite there is for using it, isn't there? And then it's just a wasted investment. And I think we've all been there where there's the latest new text come in, and yet nobody wants to use it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of our um, we have um, a few values, but our, one of our core values is continuous improvement. Um, we believe in one percent um, improvement daily, um, and that aggregates into you know um, yeah. a, a really good yeah. learning process. Um, people generally, or experienced hires generally, find it harder to learn or are less committed to learn because they are um, they're used to a way of, of working. So you really need to show them the benefits of the technology and you need to make it usable. Yeah. So if you give them five pieces yeah. of technology and they're not usable and they take up more time initially than, than perhaps they're used to, they just won't integrate it into their daily workflow. So I think it's really important that you demonstrate the, um, <clears throat> the benefits of using it, the fact that it's streamlined, the fact that it's integrated, and the fact that it will save them time and improve their processes. Brilliant. Brilliant. So really useful advice um, there, Carl, for us across social, across digital transformation and digital technologies around not panicking about, you know, thinking about all the tech, but getting the right tech that's right for your organization. You know, that, like you say, that works for you, that is friction, as friction free as possible and that is going to be utilized. Um, and I think that's a valid point because there is a lot of stuff and there's a lot of overwhelm, isn't there, that that can happen. Yeah. So. I like to end, I like to wrap up our, our interview with just some three very quick fire learn about the leader style questions. And they're quite big okay. questions, but they, you know, this is, this is not war and peace. We are just going to go with whatever comes to the top of your, of your mind. So are you okay if I fire these questions at you? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Okay, go. So the first one is, if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? <laughs> okay. Um, good question. Um, probably for me, the, the uh, 
the, the mass amount of excessive food waste that, that happens um, and, and is happening around the world right now. My sister set up a company a couple of years ago um, that was really, really um, focused on tackling this. And uh, it's just, um, uh, I guess, a topic that's reasonably close to, to our hearts. There's a lot mm. of waste happening. If you look at um, uh, the, the issues with climate as well and, and plastic, I think just the excessive food, food waste yeah. be one thing that I think people yeah. should consider um, before they sort of uh, um, continuously buy without without utilizing the stuff they've already already um, uh, got. Brilliant, and I love that. And it's, it's a topic we were talking about in my household just this morning. Actually, my my daughter. Oh, really? It's a topic okay. they were on at school, and we we had a really big discussion about it around breakfast. So that's that's uh, oh, wow. very okay. yeah, very yeah. poignant actually. Um, good uh, and and very very worthwhile. Which book have you read recently, Carl? That's inspired you. <laughs> um, probably the book that I found the most value this year, or probably last year actually, um, we were as a, a senior management team, team trying to set new goals, new values, um, and make sure our vision um, and purpose for the business was really clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and a book I read, um, it's a book called The Advantage. Um, I think it, the, the guy who wrote it, his name is Patrick Lencioni if I remember correctly, Mm. or Lencioni, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it. And it's a really clever business book based on how to set business goals, make sure that you have clear purpose, make sure that your your employees understand that purpose, and that then you cascade that communication to the wider business. Um, Really interesting read, really helpful, um, and I'd I'd recommend that, that book to anyone who is building a business and isn't quite sure what their vision, values, purpose, is and how to communicate that brilliant and and also not just building it but sense checking that it's it's all in place and communicated you know i think that's very valid people can have things on the wall can't they but that doesn't really mean anything if it's not communicated and being heard by the employees so i haven't heard of that one the advantage i will definitely put that link in the show notes as well for people and i will check it out myself because it sounds it sounds interesting good thank you for that good and work. last but not least What's the best piece of advice you have been given to date? Hmm. Um, There's always one thing, actually, that sticks in my mind, and it's it's sales-orientated, I guess, rather than um, leadership-orientated. But when I uh, joined the staffing industry um, back in 2004, my first boss uh, said to me, because sales and staffing is... I guess related to to financial gain as well as <clears throat> other 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 uh, worthy areas. But he said, "Don't worry about the money. Do your job to the best of your ability, and the money will come." Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's been something I've always focused on. People do focus a lot on what they're earning or what their next paycheck looks like. But I think if you focus on doing the job to the best of your ability, if you really focus on being client centric. Um, supporting and partnering with your with your client base and your your candidate base in in the staffing industry and doing the best job you possibly can, everything else will fall into place. So. Lovely, I love that, and I think that's a great a great way to end our, our interview, Carl. So thank you very much for 
taking your precious time because I know you you've got a new baby on the way so um, this is a very you know you need all the rest you can get uh, so I really <laughs> do I really do value you um, coming on to the podcast and indeed sharing all of that insight with us it's been really really good fun having you on the on the show and uh, and my sincere thanks yeah, th- thanks, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Always good to uh, to uh, catch up. And I, I really enjoyed reading your book as well. So uh, it was very helpful. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast. Thank you to my guest and indeed thank you to you for tuning in. Please do feel free to share the podcast with colleagues and friends who you think will enjoy it. And indeed subscribe to tune in for more episodes. You'll find the podcast on all the usual platforms and all episodes are also on our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You'll also find some really useful digital and social resources on that site too. So be sure to check those out. So for now from me, Michelle Carvel, your host on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and goodbye. Oh, P.S. If you're a business leader with something to share around digital and social technologies and you're keen to be a guest on the podcast, then I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, michelle at carvelcreative.co.uk.